the Power for Good podcast. I'm your host, Christina Ray Almeida, entrepreneur, environmental advocate, somatic healer, life coach, and really just a grateful part of this beautiful planet. I'm also a former alcoholic and addict, and I'm here to ask some really hard questions while diving deep and discovering how influential people are using their power for good or not. What happens when someone goes through an awakening? Can people really change? How and why? Let's explore. Hello loves, and welcome back to the Power for Good podcast. Today, I'm so excited to share with you an interview with a mentor, a friend, someone who's so special in my life. Her name is Joy Duchet. Joy is a New York-based transformative coach, holistic guide, spiritual mentor, and breathwork facilitator. She specializes in inspiring people of all ages to start living optimal, vital lives by nurturing the balance of mind, body, and spirit. She empowers them to live more authentically, to come back to their true essence. Along with her expertise from extensive learnings, Joy's devotion to serving with love, spaciousness, and compassion provides endless possibilities. At the age of 29, Joy faced the biggest adversity of her life when she suffered from an ischemic stroke that ultimately led her to her most profound transformation into her embarking on a holistic path. Through spiritual teachings, holistic education, and her life experiences, she formulated the Joyful Approach Lifestyle System and a platform for inspiring positive impact. I met Joy through a friend when I was first starting my journey to discovering my power as a healer and a breathwork facilitator. She's led me through the most powerful and amazing breathwork journeys. She's one of my greatest mentors now, and I can't wait to share this special episode with you. Let's jump in. Hello, and welcome to the Power for Good podcast. Today, we have Joy Duchet joining us. Hi, Joy. How are you? Hi. I'm great. It's such an honor to be with you. I was really looking forward to this for a long time. So thank you. I'm so happy that we are finally here having this conversation. Joy is the breath master, the queen. She taught me so much of what I know about breath work. So I'm so happy that we get to, to be here in this space and, and to chat and connect and share. So let's start with the question that I ask everyone at the beginning of this show, which is how are you using your power for good? Wow. First of all, I love the name of the show. I think it's wonderful. And I really believe that we all do have our power that is so unique and different from each and every, you know, we're all so different in what we bring to the world. And so I just love that. I love that you're giving people a chance to realize that. I'd say that for me, it's really about sharing my truth. It's really about being the embodiment of love and joy and really being that, you know, like doing my work every day, uh, my spiritual work first before anything to really tap into that energy so that I can be a way shower of what I care so much about. And I'd say before anything, you know, it's not about the doing. It's not about what I serve with. It's about the embodiment before anything that I care so much about. And I feel is what I'm realizing is truly my purpose. So it begins with that. And then from there, it's about facilitating these sessions where we alchemize lower density energies, lower programs, anything that is uh, inhibiting us from accessing true love and unconditional love and 
peace and freedom in one's life and really alchemizing that energy into all the beautiful qualities of, like I said, unconditional love, joy, and the beauty that we are so deserving of, of living with. And so it's the sessions, it's bringing people together. Tomorrow night I have an event here, which I call the Sangha. It's the commute, bringing community together to commune, to activate really high frequency energy, breath work, sound healing. Um, we do some clearing and it's just powerful and beautiful. So I have the events, I have the one-on-ones and yeah, just the platform and sharing and a lot of other creative things that are happening as well. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing. So is this the Joyful Approach Integrative Life System? Can you tell me more about about the life system and the Joyful Approach? Yeah. I'd say that that methodology that I created um, years ago was actually came to me through a, a divine calling with an awakening as well when I was creating the Joyful Approach. And I realized that we needed some kind of structure. We needed some kind of organization to actually have these pillars that would bring us into alignment. When I started to break them down, I realized there are two tiers to this life system. The first is how we live day to day. And the second has to do with our emotions, how we navigate life through our relationship with ourselves first and then the relationship with others. So the first tier has to do with how we live daily through breathing, sleeping, eating, moving our bodies, hydrating, and thinking, our mindset, having to do with like our life purpose and why we're here. And then the second tier has to do with healthy boundaries, living intentionally, self-love, authenticity, our core values, our daily practice. They're all really, really important. And when we start to look at them, we start to, I use these beautiful harmony wheels where we start to fill in what areas need course correcting, which areas are a little out of balance. And then we start to work with those areas and we bring awareness and intentionality to these areas. And then we start to course correct and we come into, we start to see that our lives are coming back into alignment. We're starting to get away from the things that are not serving us through this life system. And then we're just feeling so much better about ourselves. And it's really the fundamentals, the foundation of this optimal life system that's really helping us to evolve. And what inspired the joyful approach? What was this awakening that brought about the the joyful approach? The uh, magic question. <laughs> it's like I knew it was coming. It's usually the first question in an interview. So many years ago, I suffered an ischemic stroke. And that was when that was really the catalyst of this huge awakening in my life. It's where like Literally everything in my life like just came crumbling down and I was reborn again through this experience. Up until the stroke, I had a beautiful life where I had these two gorgeous, beautiful miracles, my daughters, and happily married and so on. But I was also suffering with emotional pain. I lost my brother very tragically nine years before that. I also, I was experiencing just like adverse emotions to what I was needing as a child, like emotional love that uh, my parents were very busy, I'd say, with real issues in, in our home, you know, my childhood that were difficult. And so I think that there were, that later on in my life, you know, I started to feel like there was this void from the loss of my brother, who was like a soulmate to me. He was only 11 months older. And that tragedy really, really caused like a lot of trauma in my body. And a lot of PTSD for me. 
I had all this unconscious material that wasn't being treated, I'd say. I was up until then, like just numbing and living my life with external fulfillment, with, you know, things just to like kind of numb that kind of pain. And then when I had the stroke, it was just like my body broke. Like it was just that forced like stop to all of it. I had to take a year to recover from the stroke. And it was truly like a very, very dark time in my life where I couldn't run from that pain anymore, from the emotional pain. I couldn't fill with external things. I couldn't exercise. I couldn't shop or, you know, do the things that I used to do to fill myself with. And so I sat in the darkness and it really, you know, through depression, through deep, dark sadness, I started to question what I was doing with my life up until then. And I realized that I was lacking meaning, like I, I was living my life with filling myself on the outside, but not doing what really, really meant more to me on the internal. And even though I was sad and feeling that pain, I just trusted that there was something like I knew that there was something on the other side of it, even if it was just like a very, very small spark of hope. That's what I like connected to and held on to. And I realized that that was my connection to the divine, to source. And there were angels out there that were like just whispering to me like something about trusting that there was something. And I remember like this too shall pass would come to me all the time, this too shall pass. And then I started to awaken to these new possibilities through holistic health. Holistic health was like something that I felt very attracted to, to heal my body. And I remember just meeting like these trainers at the gym that were very, very immersed in Paul Check's work, um, who was a teacher of mine and a mentor. And I got trained and certified through the Czech system. They're so rooted in holistic and spiritual health as well. And so I was very drawn to that. And that's where I started to learn about healing my body and really getting to the root of what was going on through the metaphysical, like that everything that I had experienced was just a manifestation of emotional pain. Yes, I did have illness, but that illness was definitely rooted from my emotional pain that I was suffering with for a really long time. I just got certified with holistic health. I started running and running became like my place that felt like home, true home for me because it was like where I could connect with my spirit. And then I went off to like really, really take up running as like just such a means of healing for myself, for my body to feel free, to feel like this celebration of life. I ran my first marathon is like the celebration, the reclamation of my body leader. And then it was just this continuous, beautiful journey of like learning through teachers and shamans and all the esoteric, but it was a long journey of falling back and stepping up again. And like, we definitely, you know, on a journey, we like have to make the mistakes in order to learn and grow. And so I went through a fair share of that throughout this journey. Trying to balance my life as well with being a mom. And then, you know, today I'm a grandmother, but like it was like all the, uh, the things that come with also like living in the physical realms and also in the spiritual realms and how we like ascend, but we also live in the physical earth. And so like, it's the same thing for me. It's like the dance of life. So beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your story. So powerful. I am truly, truly inspired how you've taken your challenges and your pain and turned it into your passion and your purpose. Thank you. I smile because I definitely went through a fair share of pain in my life. And yet 
I'm smiling today because it's not that I feel like, oh, I made it and I'm like, it's because I really believe that we can, we can alchemize anything in our lives and we can really, really be the change that we want to see if we can just trust and also work with the universe to ask for what we wish for and co-conspire with the universe. Yeah, so many little nuggets of wisdom in, a, in, a, in your story and everything you just shared. And I do believe like our bodies, they're constantly speaking to us and they hold so much knowledge and wisdom and they hold pain for us, you know, so much until they just can't anymore. And they they just send us those signs and eventually gets to a breaking point. And like you, I've experienced great pain physically in my health as well. And I think part of this journey that is our lives, you know, can be learning to really listen to our bodies. And if we listen to our bodies and we learn to listen to our bodies, life becomes much more, I wouldn't say easy, but we, we get into much more of a flow. And, you know, we can we can flow with the universe. We can flow with, with the life. And when you listen to your body, when you're, when you're working with the body rather than against it, when the mind and the body are working together, it can be so, so powerful and so beautiful and so joyous. That brings us back to the joyful approach. Absolutely. I think it's, I, I also want to add, I think it's about loving your body, even through pain, through illness, even through like whatever you're, go you're going through. It's like surrendering. You're saying like, don't resist it. It's like surrendering mm -hmm. inward and ask like, what are you trying to teach me here? What is it my body actually needing? Love your body and it will love you back. It's what I've learned through many experiences of pain or illness or, you know, just getting sick at times or something. It's like, what's going on here? <laughs> I had a stomach virus recently and it was so interesting because I realized that there was so much pain in my belly. There was this unprocessed anger that I was bypassing. I was like, no, I'm glad I'm good. I don't have anger anymore. I don't have anger. And it was like, oh no, there's some stuff in there. And it's here. <laughs> right, right when I started to do my work with my belly and like uh, that unprocessed anger, it was so interesting how that pain dissolved very quickly. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that we suppress so many of our emotions. We don't want to feel them because we're labeling them as bad or negative. But in reality, we just feel into it and it will go away. Many of us live life disconnected from our bodies, feeling out of control and reactive. We lose control of our emotions, scream at our children, the dog, our partners. This affects our lives negatively. It hurts our relationships and ultimately it hurts us. Breathwork has been one of the most powerful rituals that I've developed in building a better relationship with myself, my body, and my emotions. Through breathwork, I'm able to move from a reactive state to a proactive state, and this has positively changed my life, my relationships, my health, my career, and ultimately led me on a healing journey. So that's why I'm so excited to announce the launch of my new platform, Ray Rituals, a membership community that offers on-demand breathwork practices that you can integrate into your everyday life to energize, balance, and relax your mind and body while supporting you in healing. Through Ray Rituals, you can build a breathwork practice where you instinctually start to come back to your body and are able to process your emotions and release them. It's an unlearning of what the world has taught you to push your feelings down, to distract yourself and keep going, but instead to pause, to breathe, feel, and move. It's simple, it's quick, and it's effective. Join me and sign up for Ray Rituals now at rayrituals.com. It's time to take your power back one breath 
at a time. I want to talk a little bit about alchemy. This word alchemy keeps coming up. Can you share more details of what is the alchemy that you provide? I love this word and I really want to be very careful because there's so many words that are like trending now and like get thrown out there. And I, alchemy was like a really powerful word for me that I started to coin with my work because alchemy for me, I love the book, The Alchemist, um, you know, it's really about taking something ordinary and turning it in, into like an ordinary metal was how it was first derived. And then it turning into this beautiful gold. It's exactly like my story. It's like somebody could be really, really suffering with any kind of emotional pain, any kind of chronic pain, any illnesses, anxiety, stress, disorder, anything that they come to a session with. And I, uh, I tell them, bring it all. <laughs> Let's just like really, really go and put it all out there through this work, right? Through the breathing, the breath work that we do, like the alchemical breath work, the transformative breath work that we do. And through the energy healing, and I work with the mystic, you know, healing, I always give credit to the divine guidance that's in a session and entering the metaphysical space of unconditional love and passion. I would never, ever start a session without it. And then the sound healing frequencies and so on. And all of the modalities that I intuitively bring into a session, it's just remarkable how people can feel after. Me, myself, I can heal my own self through a session. Um, if I'm ever feeling those low densities or lower programs coming in, I'm like, there are these parts of us. We we have we all have parts, right? We have like the different versions of our of our wounded child that still need tending to at times, and they can come to us in the most random moments of life that we start to act out in our life or we start feeling something. And if we don't stop to notice where is this actually coming from, and realize that that's one of our parts that's coming online. And if we can just give that part of parts, the part of ourselves that needs tending to some attention, right? And then some healing, that's how we really fully heal. That's how we really come into integrated whole healing. So that to me is is how I describe the alchemy session. I love that. It's so beautiful when you think of yourself as having different parts and it helps really break everything down and, and we are so complex. We have so many different parts of ourselves. I once had a mentor tell me, basically to imagine myself sitting at a table with all the different parts of me and giving each one a chance to talk. <laughs> and we're basically all having like a big dinner together. And I loved that. And I imagined, you know, like 13-year-old Christina and five-year-old Christina and angry Christina, and jealous Christina, and then like really people pleaser Christina. And there's so many Christinas out there and all of them needing attention at some point or another. So it's it's really beautiful if you can start to understand yourself as a little bit more complex in just one way. I'm just angry right now. It's like, maybe it's a little part of me. Maybe it's a five-year-old part of me right now that is wanting attention. You know, she wants to have a little temper tantrum. I want to go back to to the breath work. So the alchemical breath work. How did you first start doing the breath work journeys, the alchemical breath work journeys? Well, the way that I found breath work was so random and so auspicious and so meaningful as part of the second awakening that I had. And I was in California and I just happened to find this on the corner of like this course that I was taking. Um, there was a mention about this breathwork facilitator and I was going to be in California and I was like, oh, maybe I should try that. I have no idea what this is, but I'm going to go and try it. 
So I literally had the most transformative healing session that I ever had of all of the healings that I ever had in that one session with Michelle Diavella. Shout out to Michelle. She's an incredible facilitator too. It was extremely um, spiritual. I reunited with my brother in that session and I had like, I think I was crying and sobbing um, for like three hours after that session because it was just so, so healing for me. And the way that we came back together and that felt so real, I'm so convinced that it was not just a dream or anything else. It was really, really felt so real. So I realized that after all the healings that I did throughout my life, there was nothing like the breath work. And I continued to see Michelle for like seven months, I'd say on a weekly basis, because I needed to keep this magic going. But I never had like as powerful a session as I did the first time. Each session was always different and was always like what my soul was like calling for. So I then realized I need to start bringing this into my practice. My first session was with Erin Telford. And after that, I would fly out to California and meet David, my teacher, and all his trainings. David Elliott, Elliott with two T's. Just such a beautiful community of people. Did a whole bunch of those also in Joshua Tree and it was so lovely. And then I found that this really was such a powerful modality and people wanted to learn it from me. And I mentor women also. I mentored nine women during COVID with the Matrix mentorship and with the where they're all sharing their gifts and I was helping them to like create and unleash these gifts. It wasn't so much a business mentorship. It was more of like a spiritual slash solopreneur type of mentorship. And then people that wanted to learn the breath work from me, I didn't want to it to be like I was, you know, training them with just David's methodology of breath work. It was more of like my style of a healing alchemy session. So in that session, there's not only breath work, it's like really being present with bringing in the mystical guidance and so on. And there's other alchemy that goes into those sessions. Why do you think that the, why does the breath work journeys allow such a deep healing? Why is it so powerful? There's something auspicious about it that I can't, we can't really put our fingers on because there is definitely, there's a lot of spiritual like guidance that comes through these sessions that I think there's a science behind it. There is, but there's also the the mystical, spiritual dimensions that we can access. And what happens is that we bypass our conscious mind. We're getting away from like our realities that we're so, you know, locked into day to day. However, when we're able to get out of that rigid, you know, controlling mind, we can actually access so much more. And this is like a psychedelic experience. It's like what people access when they do, you know, ayahuasca, or you can actually get there if you're willing to. But I have so many times and you have too, Christina. So this is where you can really open up our soul and like our soul and spirit really is able to access much deeper layers, much deeper, you know, higher realms and emotion. And like, we can actually realize that the reality that we've been living and so fixated on is not necessarily the truth. So we get away from what we think is the truth and we can access just this way more and more expansive reality. I think when I experience breathwork journeys, I feel like I'm such a, a planner, a controller. And so when I enter these spaces, 
I feel like it's a space where I really am able to let go and all the different voices, all the different parts of me, they all become one. And it's so peaceful and it's so quiet. And like you said, I love what you said that you get to the real truth as well. You're letting go of, you know, all these different things. And it feels like sometimes when you have a big challenge in your life or you're, you're making a big decision, these breathwork journeys, they bring you back to your true self. And sometimes in this world, there's so much noise. And so to have this space where the breathwork journey, where you take yourself, actually, and that's what I think has been so amazing about breathwork journeys is that it's actually just you taking yourself there to this space where you're able to have silence and you're able to connect so deeply to yourself and to find your way to find whatever shows up, you know, and sometimes it's so unexpected too, what shows up and it's powerful and it's been, it's changed my life. Yeah, it's amazing. And I know that you're doing such incredible work, Christina, and like, I'm so, so proud of you. I so love to watch you and your gifts come online. And it's, it's really beautiful because what I see and what I was going to say is such be so beautiful about the breath work is that we really accept ourselves so much when we enter that space. We like just start to feel this beautiful, radical forgiveness for ourselves and acceptance, radical acceptance. And this is all the unconditional love because we're opening up our heart chakra so much. The way that we breathe, it allows us this beautiful like heart opening. We actually love ourselves in this experience more than we ever do in our real lives. And it's so interesting because in our real lives, we're being told all these things like conditioning and these like mind, these stories that really inhibit us from loving ourselves and accepting ourselves and returning home to ourselves the pure core essence of who we are. I spent the weekend with my little grandson who's only three and a half months old. And it was just so beautiful because it was like such a study of, you know, we were really quiet together and so peaceful. And I was just realizing the essence of a baby. Like we're still that, like it, we, we, you know, that's what we came from, that seed of purity, of beauty, of like so perfectly pure. Over the years, we've taken on all the stuff that has really, you know, created all these barriers and these masks and these roles. And then we blame ourselves and we're never like giving ourselves that freedom to just be this little playful little baby that deserves that kind of love, you know, and we've gotten away from realizing the miracles that we all are. We're all miracles, you know? And so that's why breathwork really allows us to escape the physical dimension and allows us to get past all of that and just to go back and return home to ourselves. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, the breathwork journeys that you lead are so loving and so nourishing. And I am just so grateful that I've been able to experience and be a part of your breathwork journey. So Joy holds the most beautiful, beautiful space. She's like a goddess angel. It just it feels like a cocoon of safety and love. <laughs> so I'm just so grateful that I've been able to learn from you and your mentorship and also just be held in your space. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. And it's truly an honor really. And what you're really bringing to the world is so powerful. I was actually telling my friends about you after and just, you know, the expansion that you're so devoted and comes from such altruistic intention. And I know that uh, I feel it so much and it makes, it just really gives me full body chills. Honestly, it means the world to me that I hope men will come too to learn the breath work because men need it so much. <laughs> no, it's true. I feel 
so grateful because, you know, we need to keep spreading this work. It's so powerful. It's so important. The world needs a lot of healing. So true. So I want to talk about manifesting. What are some nuggets of of wisdom for methodology in regards to manifesting? So manifesting another could be another trend, trending word, but it's really um, it's about bringing whatever you wish from a soul desire. Because you know, I say we we can desire as long as it's from um, from a soul purpose, right? As long as there is purpose behind it. Like if you're trying to manifest a red Ferrari or <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like, I'm just asking you without any judgment whatsoever, like, what's the purpose in that, that you're trying that desire, right? So it's what you desire from a soul purpose and bringing it into reality. So before manifesting anything, we want to just make sure that there's purpose behind it. That's the number one thing that I think is really, really important. And it's a correction that people need to start making. I would definitely, you know, say I'm always like careful about reading the room when I'm leading a, a group. And so for the groups that I teach this to or my clientele, I care about teaching manifestation with purpose. I'm not interested in sharing any anything else with other pe- with people that are not realizing that we're actually um spiritual beings living in a in a physical body. So that's just something that I have to like clarify with the type of manifestation that I teach or coach with. So it's really important that we are in alignment in order to manifest. So I always say, like, if you're wanting to manifest something and you don't have your house in order, you need to get your house in order first. Because whatever you are trying to put out to the universe is an energetic match, right, of what you're going to attract back. So if your house is not in order, when I say your house is not in order, I mean that your life is not in order, that you're, you know, you need to clean up certain things in your life because if you're not that energetic match, you're going to, you're going to attract back a messy home or, you know, things that are not in order. So those are two fundamentals that I think people misunderstand. When people come to me for manifestation, I always say, wait, 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 hold on. Let's just see what's going on in your, you know, in your life. And when there are certain things that are just really broken, like your relationships with, you know, certain people are not going well, your health and your, you know, you're just constantly running into issues. It's really important to first figure out, wait, what one second, what am I actually doing that is causing these repetitive patterns and start to realize like, what is it that is going on on the inside within you? that are causing those repetitive patterns. And so we might do a breath work to clear that first and then get into the manifestation. So then after that, it's really important to get very clear about what you want to manifest. The universe does not like mixed messages. So if you're <laughs> very like, you know, wishy-washy when it comes to like, well, I want to live somewhere warm, right? So be careful, be very careful about what you're putting out there because, you know, they say, be careful what you wish for. It's true. You need to be super clear about what you want and what you're trying to call in before anything. And then you get really clear about it. What I'd say is the first thing is to work on yourself first and foremost. If you want to have love in your life, you need to be the embodiment of love. You need to start loving. You need to start sharing love with other people. If it means calling a friend and just saying, you know, I really appreciate you. 
Watch how that becomes a ripple effect and you start sharing more love in your life with other people, even just, you know, with a random stranger and smiling and saying, how was your day? That is an act of kindness. And you start to embody these qualities. You start to realize that you're becoming a magnet for all these beautiful things that you want to call in. So we're getting clear about what we want. We're also becoming the embodiment. We're changing our energy. We're cleaning up house. We're realizing that what we want should have purpose underneath it. We also do some subconscious reprogramming where we need to clear limiting beliefs. So when we do the visualizations, it's really important. That's another huge step of the manifestation is really getting into the feeling and visualizing, right? So we're, I'm taking my clients into Theta, trying to get them into a, mm-hmm. a meditation so they can start to visualize what they want to call in. Now I have them, I'll ask them the question, what's coming up for you? Is there any limiting belief that is coming through? Most times there is. We want to clear those blocks. We want to clear the limiting beliefs. We do a little exercise to get rid of those beliefs and we let go. We then focus on some gratitude, some neuroscience techniques. These like our NLP techniques to actually lock in the, the manifestation and then some calls to action. And it's really the practice, like honestly, the most powerful way to manifest is to, like I said, to constantly be the embodiment, to just notice your energy, have awareness, pay attention to your energy, just shift, shift, shift. Because what we want to do is we want to do less in order to manifest and just be so that we can start becoming the magnet of what we want to call in. Focusing more on the feelings, the embodiment. Thank you so much for sharing these tools for manifesting. It's a lot more complicated, I think, than people think. As you said, just the trending, typical, how to manifest, you know, just write down that is what you want, it's going to happen. I think that's what a lot of people think manifesting is. It's not that simple. Oh, no, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit more complex to work with the universe, but I think it's definitely possible. Definitely is. I can share some success stories, maybe in another interview or... Let's hear one. Okay. I'd say right now, just being where I am right now, I'm in a temporary apartment that is, it happened literally in um, 36 hours that I manifested this space. I own an apartment uptown, but it's under construction right now and so on. And so I was staying somewhere that was really, really like just not the energy. I knew it, like I could feel the energy was not at all a match for me. Uh, The universe knows how much I love Central Park. It's my go-to I've been running in the park for the past 20-something years More every morning. It's my favorite place. And it's like my home, my safe place, my my love, because it's all nature in the city. It was a very, very, it was like a needle in, a hay, in the haystack where there was there were no burnished apartments available, except there was this one. And it was it's a jewel, like right in the heart of the city. There's just so much energy here. I love horses and there are the horse the horse and, and buggies. And I found it. It was just like a very instant. I moved in 36 hours. Oh, wow. So ever since I moved here, everything changed for me. It was just like constant like synchronicities and just beautiful openings. And I'm staring at this beautiful view. You can see it right there. I don't know if you can see, but all the rooms have the, those views. So it's just, it's been really magical. That's amazing. I love that. So happy for you. Congratulations. So happy that you're in flow. Yay. Thank you for sharing that success story. And thank you for sharing your story and your tools for manifesting and all about breath work. The last question that I always ask on the show is, have you had a spiritual awakening? 
I do feel like you kind of already shared an awakening, but have you had any any other spiritual awakenings? I know we have many, anything recently. Yeah, I love that you asked that because I definitely did have a few on my journey. Um, I'd say the second one was when I was meditating with TM at the time, Transcendental Meditation. So there were like a longer meditation twice a day. And I had one of those awakenings that I woke up in the middle of the night. I think it was like 3.30 and I had a very strong message come to me and it said, create an online do-it-yourself coaching platform. And that's how I created the Joyful Approach website where I was like teaching I was putting all these lessons on inner work and self-development and self-evolution, blog posts, interviews, things like that. Uh, But it was literally shown to me. It was so beautiful. I guess, I don't know, I guess my higher self and my guides, you know, all came together. Mm -hmm. Then I went out to California and I started to train with the breath work and that's how that all happened. But I'd say that that was such a pivotal time. I remember the entire week where I was getting like these crazy headaches and my pineal gland really open and was so weird. My body was like, just start sweating out of nowhere. I was seeing these visions. That time in my life was like huge. Wow, so beautiful. Open your ears, listen for the messages. They will come through. I totally listened. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for, for joining me on the show and sharing your story and sharing all your tools with us today. Where can people find you or people connect with you, join your programs? Yeah, so I am The Joyful Approach on Instagram. My website is uh, The Joyful Approach. You can find me there. There's only one account on Instagram and it's The Joyful Approach. There is no other because so many copycats or fosters trying to create these fake accounts. Um, There's so many ways that you can work with me if you check out my offerings. um, And I'm just so grateful to be with you, Christina. It was such an amazing interview together. Thank you. And thanks everyone for joining us today. Have a beautiful day. I'm Christina Ray, and you've been listening to the Power for Good podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join me next week for another powerful conversation. Share a story of how you are using your power for good by sending me a DM on my Instagram at Christina Ray Almeida. I'll be sharing your stories at the end of every episode weekly. If you're interested in learning more on how we can work together, head to my website, IamChristinaRay.com and let's connect. Sending you so much love and remember you are powerful.